my family, to the Crazy Hood Productions crew, Drink Champs crew. Y'all do sabe, I'm doing this for Dade County, 305 Miami in the motherfucking building. Let's go. What up, it's DJ EFM, one half of the Drink Champs podcast. And if you're looking for real estate in the Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area, make sure you check with the homie Weston Kirk. Let's go. Let's go. For those of you who haven't seen this podcast before, my name is Weston Kirk. This podcast is called Happy Hour with Weston. And today I've got a very special guest with me. His name's DJ FM with Drink Champs. And, you know, truthfully, without him in the podcast they do, I don't think that I would be doing one. Like, for one, I was just super inspired by the one y'all were doing. And then oh. whenever, you know, even once I did get started, I didn't know anyone firsthand that was doing YouTube or podcasts or any of that stuff. And I didn't really have too many indicators that were telling me I should even be doing one. So just the fact that you did one with me kind of kept me going and and pretty motivated. So I appreciate that. And that was back in 2020. So if you want to just start, you know, how have you been since then? I've, I've seen y'all grow kind of firsthand from here. But if you want to just in your words, tell us yeah. how things have been. Damn. So 2020, we was in the, in the thick of it, right? With the pandemic. Yeah. Wild. I, I mean, we actually, you know, one thing that, that I think the pandemic showed us is that uh, if you had a solid... Uh, digital content creation plan and you were a creator you you know you had good chances of uh thriving during the pandemic because you could do a lot of stuff uh from your home or, or home office or whatever <clears throat> so we actually did really well around that time we did we 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 coined it the quarantine champs episodes and and you know it wasn't like a real drink champs in the sense you know there's nothing that can replace being there with the guests and having those drinks and doing all that. But, but I mean, we came as close as we could in that time period. And I think people appreciated having the content to get their minds off of what was going on with the pandemic. And certainly, yeah. And we thrived, man. And we kept growing from that point on. And as soon as uh, everything got back into the physical world, um, you know, we hit the ground running and, and, and we didn't miss a step. So things have been growing ever since. Yeah. And just a couple of things I've wanted to bring up specifically is I know y'all won what stood out to me was back in, I think it was October last year, y'all won Best Hip Hop Platform through BT, And then uh, y'all recently did a distribution deal with Warner Music Group. So I was going to see how that maybe affects the business in general, like distribution, if that affects maybe the creation of what y'all are doing as far as how to go about like finding guests, like just what changes with that deal? With the deal specifically? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, you know, we've we've gone through several deals throughout we're about in march we're it's seven years of drink champs which is wild to us wow <laughs> but um and we've gone through a lot of uh distri different distribution deals and partnerships um on the audio side revolt has been our steady uh visual partner on tv and on on youtube um and so nothing really changes you know all the changes is sometimes you know depending on on who the partner is and what kind of machine they have they're just helpful in terms of maybe marketing and reaching folks we haven't reached yet and 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 just you know that's basically really what they bring to the table because you know we're, we're pretty self-sufficient on everything else we book our own guests it's very rare that uh, our partners book guests i'm not saying they never do but sure. it's 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 rare and so you know but what's cool about this specific deal that's different and this is what i love about what we've been able to do with drink champs i think Definitely on the hip hop podcast side. I can't I can't speak for every podcaster, but I think 
I could say for overall podcasting, we have pioneered a lot of things, but specific to hip hop podcasting, we've, we've uh, brokered deals that were like kind of unheard of in the podcast space. And so with this uh, Warner Brothers deal, it has a lot of layers to it that it opens up the doors. Like they really want us to utilize all aspects of their machine. So the television and, and, and movie production side, they want the music side, um, merchandising side. So that's, that's, that's in our deal that we can, it's multi-layered for us to do all kinds of things. So probably one of the biggest things, like just to kind of recap what you're saying there, I I would think would be just the fact that you're going to reach a bigger audience with that, deal alone. I mean, y'all have had some of the biggest guests on there, but it may help even bring bigger guests on because of that bigger platform. It might, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell because we've had big, you know, partners and we, before them, it was with iHeart and uh, yeah. it was Black Effect, which is Charlemagne, the God's uh, yeah. company through iHeart okay. and iHeart's a, a big machine and, and, and they were great. And, and we didn't leave them because of anything that was wrong with them. They were absolutely great partners. And then before them, we were with Nas Mass Appeal, and we had a deal with Tidal, which was a kind of a separate kind of deal, uh, subscription based. And then before them, we were with CBS Radio. So we've had okay. pretty big partners. Um, I think that Drink Champs is just very it's 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 its own thing, and and the way that we operate is like you know I, I the catchphrase that I created early on, knowing how we were, was we're the most professional unprofessional, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the way I'm dyslexic, so sometimes I flip it. But yeah, we're the most unprofessional, <laughs> yeah, okay. professional, unprofessional podcast. Okay. So yeah. you know we're really good at being who we are. So <laughs> and and we have a lot of unorthodox ways of doing things, and and you know it's it's basically organized chaos, sure. uh, in turn behind the scenes and in front of the scenes sometimes. Sure. But yeah, these these partnerships, you hope and and you with someone like Warner, you know that's the strategy to grow the brand to to get it in front of people who might not have heard of us and then in turn you hope to bring in even bigger guests down the line sure yeah and, but i wanted to i have some some questions uh, regarding drink champs for sure and uh, the you know moving on in this but i did want to get into y'all are coming up on a 30 year anniversary for the crazy hood productions my company uh, which yeah is, yeah which is what you do kind of on your own out, outside of drink champs so i wanted you know first off how'd you plan on celebrating that do you have anything special planned for that anniversary yeah, I mean, we have a lot of things that I want to do. It's just uh, time-wise, these days have been different. I'm, I'm a father of two young kids, so besides besides yeah. drink champs, thank you. Besides drink champs, being uh, you know, taking up a lot of my time, um, my priority in life are are is my family and my and my two young, and they're young, they're toddlers, so okay. it's a lot of hands-on. But you know, with that being said, we're trying to do um some like visual content like some documentary stuff around our company um re-release music i had put out an album in 2015 called another time and 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 i always feel like you know it's an independent project but it has a lot of you know big hip-hop names underground hip-hop and and, and people that you've heard of and so i feel like it, it, there's a lot of people that haven't heard of the project so i want to kind of like re-release the project with some new tracks yeah to celebrate the 30th anniversary we're going to do some events around the 30th so we're going to celebrate all year you know uh maybe every quarter we'll have a different thing going on oh yeah man and so when that started the the crazy hood productions like did that start from you just like did that originally start with you just djing and then it kind of ventured out to other things or was that separate from your dj career i mean i was always a dj at heart but i couldn't afford turntables so you know as 
I wanted to DJ, but I, I couldn't. And so the company started actually before I even had my turntables to start really DJ. Oh, wow. So we started in, in 93 was the year that uh, most of my crew and I graduated high school. And um, this is I had a passion as a fan just of the culture as living the culture. And I was like, man, I want to I want to get involved locally. I felt like there was a lot that could be done for the local hip hop scene. So I felt like locally we could, we actually had a chance of making a difference and creating our own lane. And that's what we set out to do. And we would just do anything to contribute to the local scene. And then eventually I got my turntables like a year later, like 94. And, and I, you know, I, I practiced a lot and I, and I did a lot before I finally like launched myself out there publicly. And so around 90, late 94, 95 is when I start DJing. Okay. So how was that when you're starting out in that? Because that's obviously got to be, at least from my perspective, that has to be kind of a tough decision. Like, were you, were you working something on the side and then just doing the, the crazy hood productions? Like, how did you start? getting the income from that and, and to try and transition it to what That's it is now. Good, good question. I mean, look, so we had, you know, we were, we were, we were a bunch of teenagers with little means. Um, we didn't have capital. Uh, you know, luckily we had, it was a large group of us. So I tried to take this very, like, I, 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 I took it like a military view of how, how to organize my crew. I wanted us to, to be different than other crews that were out there doing stuff and so i wanted to, you know being that we didn't have a lot of money it was about organization it was about discipline it was about having weekly meetings it was about paying dues to kind of put money in the pot to do things and you had to like pay dues and you had to uh put in time you know to go out there and everybody in the crew had to go out there and promote the company we would go to kinkos and make flyers um you know at a cheap rate and go out there into the streets and i wanted the goal was to let everybody in Miami know who we were. That was the goal at first. So you had to go in there and we had to hit the streets and promoting and passing out flyers is nothing fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of the worst things you, you know, to do. Like it's, it's cringeworthy. Like you try to give someone a fly and like, you know, I don't want that yeah. shit. So it was important though, that we were out there and we did it even though it didn't feel good. And so I held everybody in my crew to a standard. Like if you didn't do it, like, it was like you got demerits like you you either had to pay in like if you missed a meeting if you missed promoting if you missed doing things you had to either pay something for it a, a fine or eventually you know with a certain amount of strikes you were out of the out of the crew and so that's kind of like how we started to build but you know besides that teenagers and that and 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 us being who we were you know we we hustled people did some street stuff um we also, you know, I got, I can't forget, like, you know, my pops who who wasn't in my life very much, you know, he bought my first turntables for me. So, you know, like our parents would contribute something because they would see us trying to do something positive or do something constructive, at least. Sure. So, you know, the parents would give something here and there, but it was mostly us putting all our little chump chains together and doing little hustles to, yeah. to try to make things happen. That's awesome. Yeah, I think when a lot of people, uh, younger people specifically think about what they want to do and start, they think that they need money to get into it. And like, at least for me in real estate, you know, I realized like that's my biggest asset is the time. And, you know, obviously money can kind of help leverage, you know, some things to what's the, what's the saying? Like when you have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of money. Then when you have a right. lot of money, you don't have a lot of time. So you can kind of yeah. learn to leverage one of the two and then turn it into something. And I think when people see drink champs, they think just, 
you know, it's, they can't even fathom where that could have started. So that's really cool. That I'm glad you, you shared that. Yeah. And just, and just really quick, like our asset that I identified early on was that I had a, a crew of loyal people that, that all had like the same vision at the time yeah. and we had numbers. And so, you know, whether we went to a, a place and we just made an, you know, people noticed us because you see a bunch like 10 dudes, 15 dudes walking in. Um, so I was like, all right, well, if they're noticing us without basically like I call it a uniform, you know, because what happens is I was like, all right, we're going to print up shirts and everybody's going to wear these shirts wherever we go. So now we're a walking billboard because everybody's already noticing the amount of people. So now let's all wear the same shirts, saying the same thing. And then we're going to pass out flyers as a as a group. So now, like, you know, that whole thing where people don't want to get the flyer. Trust me, they want to get a flyer if it's a 10 dudes, you know, say, you know, you got to pass by yeah. nine other people, you know, you're going to get that first flyer because oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to have to deal with the other nine, you know. So so I took it. That was the asset that I saw was the the, the amount of people we had and that they were loyal to the cause. And just to show you, actually, because you did ask me originally, like, how did we create income? Doing that self-promotion and having that creativity and the numbers to pull it off um, made a name for ourselves locally. And eventually it it it, uh, it got to the label execs in, in New York or L.A. or wherever, wow. where they saw us promoting the crap out of ourselves locally in Miami. And they're like, we want we need to hire those people yeah. to promote us in Miami. And that started to bring us income. That's I started awesome. a marketing company. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we'll get it. Uh, if you don't mind, we can get into a little bit on drink champs. I've had some, sure. some questions I've been, I've been dying to get the answers to. So hopefully um, I can answer them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So, um, one of the biggest, okay. So, um, last, the last podcast we did, we spent a lot of time talking about what drink champs is and for, uh, you know, especially in, like for me, one of the biggest things I take away from it is y'all give artists their roses and y'all really want to celebrate people while they're here we may see a little bit more of that now coming but like when y'all started it was like rare it was usually like i feel like interviews were people trying to get people you know right um and back in i forget when it was like i remember in when i well the first one the first thing i saw like since we did that podcast y'all did that first podcast with with yay and I was like, man, this is a bit like that. I felt like that was a big moment for you guys. Like, and I, I could be wrong, but just as the viewer, it just seemed like such a big jump because for one, it, it was like, it's a huge guest and super relevant at the time. Right. And then just also the, the moments that were created in that just went crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously like running the show, y'all, y'all want to have someone like that back on y'all have them back on. And then, um, I didn't even get a chance to see it. I just see the headlines that it got ended up getting removed from YouTube right. and me, me seeing that headline. I was like, at first I was like, and again, I didn't see the interview at first. So I was just like, that's kind of odd because again, their whole thing is to give people their roses. So it obviously right. can't be an easy decision to go like to take that down. Whoever's decision that was, I don't know how much you can speak on that, but I have a couple of questions regarding that. So like the first one would just be like, who like who's the who did it come down to like on the decision as far as like this can, we got to do something about this as far as like having it online and then why was that decision made right i mean i really don't want to talk too much about this not because because of i'm not trying to divulge things it's just i just this has been just too much in the media and it's just you know i'm I'm over it but sure um but i but I, i'll try to answer all your questions that you have but i'll try you know i'm gonna just get to the point sure. the we took it down like the huge conspiracies were created over who took it down or why it came down. It just boiled down to that. We took it down. Um, 
you know, we didn't agree with some of the things that ended up on the, like on the edit. Um, even even Kanye himself did didn't want some of the things to to be in the edit. And and I'm not gonna put blame on anybody, but it just a certain edit came out that wasn't supposed to come out. And we had a choice and it was just to leave it up or take it down, not, not replace it. Sure. And so we just decided to take it down. Okay. So in those, and I won't spend too much time on this, just a couple uh-huh. more questions. So in that period where y'all are sitting kind of across from each other and he's, you're getting, you're in your head, like, I'm just wondering, you know, that it coming out, it's like, this is probably going to get some sort of reaction out of people, but just you, cause I know you're, you tend to be a very rational, reasonable guy on the show. And mm-hmm. you, you give your pushback when, when it's right and you also right. just celebrate people when it's right so like you hearing some of those comments that were made i mean what was your thought process like in the in the middle of that conversation it, i was trying to deal with the person i had in front of me and how i how i know that they operate mm-hmm. so early on it was just like he wants to kind of rant and 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 kind of let loose and you kind of just let him right and so if you try to get involved in in that I feel like it was, I mean, this is me because there's two of us that could have done it, but I think we both took the same stance. Like, let's just let him get things off his chest, Mm -hmm. not interject, even though we might not, you know, we're not agreeing with some of the stuff, but let him just get it off. And then we'll, and then after he's gotten it all off his chest, then let's try to have as normal of a, of a, of a drink champs as we possibly can with this person, which is not going to be a normal one. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what happened. So we try, we let him just get everything off his chest. And then we try to just kind of like in, have a normal drink chance. And if you, well, you didn't say you didn't watch it. If I think if anybody, the problem with something like this is so polarizing. And we're now drink champs is, is, is stepping into political and, and religious stuff that, that we really have no business in. That's not our, our wheelhouse. You know, sure. we're, we're, we're here for the music, for the culture and celebrating the guests in the culture. And so yeah. that's where I think, you know, not that we went wrong, but we just were in our, it wasn't in our wheelhouse. You know, we stepped sure. in the wrong water. So, so, but I think if you watch it in its totality, you would see that we're trying to a have, you know, steer him into like, let's have music conversations. Yeah. And as it drags on, as it goes on, after we let him rant, we do push back on some of the things that we don't agree with respectfully, yeah. because look, no matter what happens or what people think about people, I'm going to treat someone the way that they're treating me. And when, when both times that Kanye has come to drink champs, he has been very respectful, very polite. He's treated everybody in the crew, not just me and Nori, everybody in the crew with complete, like, you know, he's just polite and, and, and and he just shakes everybody's hands and said, what's up and takes pictures with everybody. And yeah, this was a little bit different, but he still was the same guy. He was still behind the scenes when the camera comes on. Yeah. he, He might change up a little bit, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't disrespect us. Sure. So I'm not, you know, I'm not out there to try to disrespect him. Yeah. And, you know, and again, you know, it just people just nitpicked clips and and they don't watch the whole thing. So it's hard for you to get the full picture. And then when once we took it down, it's like it's like a lose lose in a sense. Like, yeah, the people that loved it were pissed and the people that hated it were like, oh, you gave in or or, so, or you made it worse or or they already hated us or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. So it's just, it was just, you know, it was what it was, man. And, and, and we took it down. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Well, I appreciate you answering that. And that's all, that's all yeah. we're on that. But I just, you know, I was just curious because, you know, I, I was like, man, that's just for as authentic as a, as a brand y'all are, there has, you know, there to me, there's like, there had to be something to it to where it was like, right. okay, this is, we found the line maybe, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I was also curious too. I saw about maybe it was a year, year and a half ago. Uh, I want to say it was Joe Budden tweeted out or did something saying y'all were getting Drake on and we never saw, we never saw Drake. Are y'all still, is, was that, is there any substance of that or was that? Just so, kind of you know, and I feel, I feel bad sometimes talking about stuff that hasn't happened and, or say that someone has communicated, but this is the thing. So Drake has insinuated that he was ready to come on, on various occasions through direct contact or even public like posts that he's done. Mm-hmm. Not that he said specifically, I'm going to go on drink champs. But, you know, he'll post watching drink champs, you Uh, know, and then we'll get like a DM like, yo, you know, you know, I'm ready to go maybe around this date or whatever. So and it just never materialized. And and I think that what happened is. Nori might have maybe kind of like amped it when some of this, the conversation seemed real. And so then other people, other podcasters are like, oh, you know, this dude's about to go there. Yeah, you know, then the the chatter starts, but yeah, it just never happened. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully it does. Hopefully it does. That'd be a really good one. You know. That's yeah, yeah, it'd be great. We'd love to have Drake on. Yeah. Um. Are there any? Are there any younger? On it, kind of to pivot a little bit. Um. Because I know you're obviously big in the music scene. Are there any younger guys in uh, hip hop that you're seeing that are going to be kind of blow? In your opinion, at least, you think just are really dope artists, or that you think are going to you know up and coming right now? I mean. I almost feel like he's already a veteran, but I always, you know, big up and advocate about Denzel Curry. Like I always say oh, Denzel yeah. Curry's super dope. He's from my city. I've worked with him. He's on my album. Um, but I think, you know, he's still young and he's still got so much to grow and, but he's already big and he's, he's already done so much, but he's definitely one. And, and uh, off top, I can, I, you know, my brain's going blank, but there's a, there's a ton of, of like underground artists and, and new artists that are coming up that I think are super dope. Do you like um, R&B at all? Yeah, I mean, it's not my first go-to, but yeah, you know, I like more soulful stuff. So, Either soulful, or you know what, like, I, The weekend doing, yeah. like, 80s, like, sounding music, he got me with that, you know, because I'm like, a, I love 80s pop and 80s, like, that t- 80s vibe, I love that stuff. Yeah, that one, and then, I don't know if you listened to the Tory Lanez album that was 80s, I thought that one was pretty ill, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, there was one, I was going to throw a guy at you. Maybe, if, I don't know if you heard of him. his name solely had, no, I haven't. He's pretty nice, man. And I, he's on, I've been trying to get him on the podcast, but he's, you know, he's, he's buzzing. He's probably, he probably has like 40, 50,000 followers on Instagram, but I mean, his, he, he, he like puts stuff out really slow, but every time it's just quality, you know, it's really good stuff. Well, DM me his, his link so I can yeah. check it out. I'll send it up to you. But yeah, his name's solely sure. had, he's really nice. Um, oh. but yeah, man, is there, um, like I said, I know y'all have had, Y'all just continued to grow. I think um, you you had mentioned that it was like Lifted Farms. I think was the is that the name of the business you were getting involved with at twenty twenty? Yeah, it ended up we ended up not not going forward. You know the okay. the pandemic put put like gotcha. a damp on that. Like the pandemic screwed up a couple side businesses that I was dealing with. You know which yeah. was happening all around to everybody. But sure. um, but we definitely have a lot of things in the works. I still have my documentary films that I do. Um, you know, drink the- champs coming huh? home or yeah the coming yeah, home documentaries which yeah. which you could watch on the revolt tv app um and also uh i did a deal with ll cool j and rock the bells 
who kind of partnered with me on it as well. So it's like Revolt and and Rock the Bells partnered with me. And I and I plan on filming some more of that. I plan on doing a lot more content. I'm producing other smaller podcasts. Like like basically all my friends, I tell them, yo, podcast. Like if you have an idea, do it. I have a podcast studio here in my in my in my office studio. Um, and I just tell people come through and and, and pilot out, you know, demo out podcasts. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, like I said, I, like I said, I've just continued seeing y'all grow, you know, since before we did the first one and even after, you know, so I know I don't Thank see you. anything changing moving forward. So wish y'all the best with everything. Appreciate, I really appreciate you taking the time once again. And, you know, hopefully we'll do, do another one sometime in the future. But so had a great time talking to you, man. Absolutely, man. And, and you keep growing as well. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks again. Have a Take good it one. easy. Peace.